water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. Hundred years passed and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe Aang can save the world. everyone, and welcome back to What's Appa, a rewatch podcast of the greatest show ever, Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm Joyce. I'm Justin. And I'm Anand. And this week, we want to give a special shout out to our friend Vijay, who read the intro. This is episode 32 of our podcast, where we'll be discussing the drill. So let's just drill right into it. So this episode starts off with a drill. Um, and it's actually a pretty cool drill. It's like in that 3D animation we kind of saw in the Northern Air Temple. And the drill kind of looks like one of those boring drills that drills like tunnels and stuff because it has like a circular face that's kind of like a cone with all these drill bits on it. Uh, and it's just like barreling towards Ba Sing Se, which we saw at the end of last episode. Yeah, and uh, just wanted to reiterate, I know we talked about this in the Northern Air Temple episode, but this drill was first seen in a schematic in that episode, and we're seeing it now come to fruition. And also, it's just so huge. Like, you can see these little, the tiny little tundra tanks next Mm -hmm. to it, which is really, really like a good shot to get a sense of the scale. And it's interesting because the tundra tanks were very advanced at the time of the Northern Air Temple, but now you see them next to their big brother, which is this drill. (laughs) And so you can kind of, it kind of shows how fast the Fire Nation's technological like advantage or like edge is uh, progressing. So yeah, pretty scary stuff. Mm -hmm. So we cut from one scary thing to another and we see Azula, Ty Lee and May sitting at the helm of this drill. And so my first thought is like this drill is kind of like the avatar because like, you know, there's like firebenders inside, like firebending the energy, I guess. And there's earth in it because it moves the earth. But there's also like steam and a ton of water. So it's like kind mm. of, the you know, water and air. It's kind of like using all the elements. Um, wow. mm-hmm. But anyway. Then it cuts to War Minister Ching, who explains the whole plan to Azula to take over Ba Sing Se. And also another harken back to the Northern Air Temple episode. We also saw War Minister Ching at the very end of that episode where he is with the broken hot air balloon. Another thing I want to comment on this scene is like, as the scene progresses, there's fire bending soldiers kind of in the background. A, they don't have their helmets, so I guess they do take them off. But then B, also, there's this one guy who's like spinning a wheel and he's just going like back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> and like the whole thing just goes in a straight line. So I have to imagine his entire job is just to spin this wheel back and forth. And that's like what he does nine to five. That's so funny. They just want to, like, make him feel like he's contributing. (laughs) (laughs) So the next scene is the rest of Team Avatar finally reuniting. And Aang 
goes to meet up with the rest of the gang who were traveling to Bossing Say by foot since the serpents pass. And they go, Aang, what are you doing here? I thought you were looking for Appa. And then Aang says, I was, but something stopped me. Something big. <laughs> when you said that, I was thought that's what she said. <laughs> mm, unfortunate, but true. Yeah. I did read a lot of people online <laughs> saying that once they saw the drill as like a Fire Nation's um, dick <laughs> can't unsee it so wow. yeah yeah i know it ruined that. it for me too i was yeah. like i can't i can't not think about it that way anymore which is you know my childhood corrupted uh i do just want to say that like we know the drill is coming but i feel like this is actually a very shocking moment in general because if you think about it bossing say is like this safest place on the planet now there's this massive drill going there and the first time you see it it's actually pretty shocking so something to keep in mind Mm -hmm. yeah and another thing that people were saying in discussions is like this ang putting his search for up on pause is indicative of how far he's come to accepting first his role as the avatar and also just his loss of appa and like how he's beginning to cope with it better um so, yeah, it's pretty big of him to, you know, delay his search. Anyways, so the rest of Team Avatar is like, what What are you doing? And then Aang's like, I'll show you. And so he and Toph earthbend them like on a rock up the wall. So it's like kind of like an elevator, I guess, uh, to take them to go see the drill. And... Actually, this is the very first time that we've seen Aang Earthbend since he learned in Bitter Work, which is crazy, which was four episodes ago. Hmm. Um, Yeah, which is really interesting. I never noticed that until I read that online. But you can clearly see in this episode how far he's come because you can see him being like very, very proficient with Earthbending towards the end. Um, But anyways, then they get to the top of the wall and the general is like, civilians aren't allowed on the wall. And Aang's like, I'm the avatar. Take me to whoever's in charge. And then the general is like, oh, well, you're not needed because we have it under control. And he says, I assure you, the Fire Nation cannot penetrate this wall. Yeah. So again, we can come back with these history analogies that have been so apt in the past. But basically, it reminded me of World War One, where the French were being approached by Germany. And um, basically, everyone in the French military was all old and was super overconfident that they could take whatever happened. And so it's like the same thing. It's just a theme that happens and they're all dunces and they pay for it dearly. So. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like the show has to make up their mind about how recognizable Aang is, because are you going to tell me that a Earth Kingdom general doesn't know what the Avatar looks like, but random Fire Nation soldiers do? I don't know. Something doesn't sit right with me about that. That's a good point. Yeah, I definitely kind of that threw me off a little bit as well. But clearly this guy's incompetent. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he continues. Many have tried to break through it, but none have succeeded. And Toss like, what about the Dragon of the West? He got in. Um And this just made me do kind of a double take because, oh, first Sokka also raises an eyebrow at Toph in the background, which is like very interesting because, well, first I was like, oh, did she learn this from Iroh himself? But I don't think she does. Like she like doesn't realize who he is, you know, later. Um, Mm -hmm. So 
The other idea is that like she's just from a wealthy family and she's very well educated on history in general. But the Sokka raising an eyebrow at Toph was like very interesting because I feel like that made me think that like Toph learned this from meeting Iroh and then Sokka is like suspicious. Hmm. Anyways. Detective hmm. Sokka. Back yeah, on the case. exactly. <laughs> and then... The general's like, yeah, but that was like ages ago, whatever, kind of brushes it off. And then he says, I sent an elite group of earthbenders called the Terra team to deal with the drill. Yeah. When he said that, my first thought was like, oh, that would be such a great pro bending team. The Terra mm. team. Mm-hmm. Um, and also fun fact, I think in the Swedish version of the show, there was a min- mistranslation and they're called the Terror team. Um, <laughs> but clearly they're not very terrifying. As we find out in the next scene, the Terra team tries to take down the drill and they do all these like super crazy fancy maneuvers, kind of like in the movie that doesn't exist. And then like some earth comes out, it hits the drill and instantly just breaks apart. So either they're not very terrifying or the Fire Nation engineers spec it correctly to get past the feeble earth bending. Um, but anyway, then May and Tylee come out and like single double handedly take out this entire team, which I don't know. So the wiki and also the general describe the Terra team as an elite platoon of earthbenders. And they're being taken down by two teenage girls, one of whom can't bend. I don't know what that says about the Earth Nation. Um, Both of them can't bend. Oh, both. Right. Both of them can't bend. What am I thinking? Yeah. I was like, oh, Tylee can bend. But she she bends. Yeah, no, she's just too good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but then it cuts back to General Song. And he's like, we're doomed. And then Sokka <laughs> just like slaps him across the face. <laughs> yeah. And he says, get a hold of yourself, man. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God. That was pretty <laughs> violent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we flash back to Iroh and Zuko and Jet... And we see uh, Iroh and Zuko kind of walk onto the train in the background and we zoom in on Jet and friends. And Jet's like, I think Lee would make a good freedom fighter. He's just trying to find his way in the world like us. Mm -hmm. I just want to make a comment here. So the establishing shot for this scene is a shot right outside the first wall of Ba Sing Se. And there's like a water that goes right up to it, which is kind of like some continuity from the last episode. But beyond that... um, both Iroh and Zuko are in green uniforms and they blend in with the rest of the Earth Kingdom, which is kind of like drab, brown and green. But then the Freedom Fighters, they're still in their original dress. They stand out so much from the background. They're still in like strong blues and reds. So I feel like the Dali, when they see that, are definitely like honing in on them. And I feel like it's definitely not in Zuko's brain to think about this. And it's definitely Iroh who's camouflaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. for sure. And then Smeller B responds by saying, you don't know anything about him. And Jet's like, I know he didn't get that scar from a waterbender. And Smeller B is like, I thought we we're going straight now. And then I was like, yeah, why does Jet want him so badly? Like, it makes you suspicious of him, like the continuity from last time when we're not sure if Jet is up to something or not. The fact that he wants him to join the Freedom Fighters and even smeller be suspicious of that is just i don't know kind of weird so makes you suspicious mm-hmm. yeah 
So the next scene is back to team Avatar and Katara is healing one of the members of the Terra team. And then that guy explains that some girl chi blocked him and then just cartwheeled away. And Katara's like, Tai Lee. She doesn't look dangerous, but she knows the human body and its weak points. It's like she takes you down from the inside. And Sokka's like, oh, 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 what you just said. That's how we're going to take down the drill. The same way Tai Lee took down all those big earthbenders. And... This has got to be one of Sokka's like most brilliant moments in the show. I don't know. I, I they're just there are a lot of strokes of genius in this episode, which is like one of the cool parts of this episode because it's like so many things go wrong, but then so quickly like the members of Team Avatar are able to come up with another solution to try. But yeah, um, it was cool, and it's cool that they tied in Tai Lee, and like that's how they came up with the idea, and it's just like fits together well. So then they go out to actually execute this plan and Toph whips up some dust cover so that they can sneak into the drill. And then immediately when Azula sees this dust cloud, she's very suspicious. I think she just has like a good, a sixth sense kind of for when Team Avatar might be behind something now. Like I read Mm -hmm. something online where there someone said that Azula is now kind of realizing more what she's up against similar to how like Zuko or uh, in the season one like underestimates Aang and the team and I feel like Azula doesn't see them until this season and like severely underestimates them at first but is starting to kind of understand that you know that they're a force and then Toph digs a hole and the whole team gets in and then they come out very close next to the drill and Aang jumps onto the drill and he's like hanging by his legs. And then he suddenly starts flinging everyone up into the drill, like with his hands. And I was like, damn, Aang is so strong. Like that's so impressive. These upside down ab crunches. And he, he looks like a noodle, like a rubber band. Like he just does it so seamlessly. It's, it was like kind of funny actually. It just made me laugh. I'm going to make a comment here, which is like, wow, convenient hole underneath the drill. I don't know. This is, gives me very much like Star Wars Death Star has a very convenient, like single point of failure mode. Deus Ex Machina plot point. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. didn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Toph decides she wants to stay outside because she can't bend or see inside that metal monster. And... Fun fact, this is the second time Toph actually opts to stay outside and not and still have her senses because the last time was in the library. And it's also the second time she tries to slow something down that Aang and Katara and Sokka are in because she also does that in the <laughs> library. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty yeah. interesting. Also, the one of the first the second allusion, I guess, to metal bending. So now they're inside the drill and Sokka wants to get his hands on some schematics. So he knocks a pipe open and Aang is like, oh, someone's going to hear us in here. And then Sokka responds, that's the point. I figure a machine this big needs engineers to run it. And when something breaks and Katara like cuts him off rudely, she says, they come (laughs) to fix it. Um, And my first thought is like. Okay, the three of us are software engineers. I'm like, damn, poor engineer who's on call. Like, someone breaks his stuff. He has to, like, leave his free time to go fix it because, like, some meddling kids. Um, And then also, he has a schematic on him, so they end up getting it. That's a huge breach in, like, like app security. I don't know. I'm just saying this guy is, like, violating a lot of rules right now. 
Mm, just to like have the schematic on him at all times. Yeah. But I also feel like that's how like hacks happen in real life too. So, you know, kudos on them for very realistic <laughs> social engineering. That's funny. Yeah. And then um, the engineer comes in and Katara freezes him and then they just steal the schematic. So Sokka opens it and he looks at it and he's trying to figure out what to do. And eventually he's just like, "Okay, we need to cut through the braces that connect the inner and outer shell of the drill. Yeah. And they show like an establishing shot of the blueprints. I don't know. It looks like absolute gibberish. I don't know how he like got any of this information from like a bunch of circles and sticks, but... He's either very smart or he, he knows something. He's working, you know, undercover for the Fire Nation. <laughs> yeah, I was reading online and one thing I read, which was a very good idea, was like they come up with this super elaborate plan and like they go into it more later on and it just becomes this crazy thing. But one thing that could have been more efficient was just if they mess with the water in all the pipes, like Katara could literally just water bend the pipes to explode. And then that will just like bring the whole thing to a halt. And they already mm. kind of hinted at it with the steam coming out of the pipe that Sokka broke. So seems like a missed opportunity there to just save a lot of time. That's a great point. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But no, I thought the same thing, like Justin, I, I was like, I don't know how Sokka really knows this much about engineering <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he has a gift yeah he has a gift or he stole the plans from the mechanist mm. um whoa. oh you know what yeah maybe he's maybe he just like because he saw it he kind of like maybe in his free time talked with him about how it works mm -hmm. it's very possible interesting um so from one interesting thing to another, uh, Iroh buys a cup of jasmine tea from a tea cart, cart and he starts drinking it and spits it out. And he like exclaims about how disgusting it is because it's cold. And honestly, like he's right. Has, if you ever had cold tea, it's pretty bad. Um, and what then about iced tea. Ice. Oh, interesting. OK, well, it's hot <laughs> leaf juice anyway, so it's, it was never good. It's lukewarm tea. Yeah, it's lukewarm tea. Um, and Jet tries to pull Zuko aside to talk to him in private. And Jet says, you and I have a much better chance of making it in the city if we stick together. Do you want to join the Freedom Fighters? And then Zuko says, thanks, but I don't think you want me in your gang. And then Jet responds, think of all the good we could do for these refugees. Um, and yeah, I just thought, oh, Jet, he's not changed. I'm just still so sus because he says, we have a better chance of making it if we stick together. You want to join the Freedom Fighters, which implies that Jet is still in the Freedom Fighters, which I thought he said he wasn't in the Freedom Fighters anymore. Mm -hmm. Anyways, all very confusing. But also in the background here, you see Iros turning his back to Zuko and Jet. And, you know, we learn later that he's heating up the tea with firebending. So a good detail to notice since you already like since I already knew exactly what was going to happen. But it was cool. Yeah. Um, and then Zuka responds like, I said no, which a bold of Jet to assume that Zuko is just going to ditch Iroh like that. Um, <laughs> their bond is stronger than Jet's suave looks. Do we ship Jet and Zuko? <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. Um, but then like Joyce said, uh, Jet sees the steam coming out of Iroh's tease. And his eyes like 
thin out to like a very small line. He got super suspicious. Um, and then it pans away to Zuko, who walks up to Iroh and just like smacks it out of his hand. He says, what are you doing firebending with your tea? For a wise old man, that was a pretty stupid move. Um, and it's pretty funny to me that like it's a reoccurring joke that Iroh's biggest weakness this entire show is tea. Because like he tries to <laughs> brew the, um, the tea that gets him super sick that might have killed him. And then now mm-hmm. it's this. Um, and then Iroh just like is super mopey and he, he like totally knows he's in the wrong because he doesn't fight back. He says, I know you're not supposed to cry over spilled tea, but it's just so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is so funny. Um, alternative theory. So I know we never actually see this in the show, but I read this online. If waterbenders can freeze water in the air, why can't they also boil water? So maybe it's just not something that happens in the Avatar world, but like they could have potentially been waterbenders that boiled their tea, you know, but Jet just sees the firebenders, maybe because he wants to see firebenders. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I read that too. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. (laughs) Waterbenders can make steam. Apparently, it's also on the wiki that a waterbender is able to boil water and other liquids. Hmm. Oh, really? Um, Which is, I don't know. That's what I read. Actually, secondhand information. But also the person referenced the fact that Katara made use of this skill to enhance her performance as the painted lady. Because mm. she's like no, covered with like she has this background of steam and it's right, very yeah. mystical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Jet is just not the man he says he is. He claims to be changed. They never change. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So back to the action in the drill or with the drill. Wink. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, you guys. I never knew this was a thing until until right now. Um, I mean, the ending is pretty explosive on it. Okay, um, Sokka, Katara, and Aang find the braces, but they realize that they are thick. And Sokka's <laughs> like, we're going to have to work pretty hard to cut through it. And Katara's like, what's this? We, st- <laughs> we have to work pretty hard, huh? <laughs> and, then, and then Katara says, Aang and I are going to have to do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, all right. <laughs> um, well, yeah, anyways, innuendos aside, this is just an annoying thing for Katara to say because, Katara, you're a team. Just a few scenes ago, you were telling Sokka, hyping him up, saying he's the idea guy, and now he's executing his idea, and you're just like, me and Aang have to do everything. Um, <laughs> Anyways, they start sending this blade of ice, I guess, or water back and forth across the brace. But it's very tiring. It takes a long time and they get very exhausted. Um, And fun fact, this is the second time in the series that waterbending is used to cut through metal. And the first time was in the season one finale when Koizilla slices the Fire Nation ships in half. Hmm. Yeah. The water god. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but anyways. <laughs> he kills everyone on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Not only slice metal, it also slice yeah. human flesh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Scary. 
Um, but yeah, the brace gets cut completely uh, across, but it barely moves. And Katara says, at this point, we won't do enough damage before the drill reaches the wall. And then the drill starts to shake. And Sokka's like, no, we did it. And then War Minister Ching on the announcement says, congratulations, crew. The drill has made contact with the wall of Ba Sing Se. Start the countdown to victory. And Azula looks very suspicious. Anyways... Team Avatar is then continuing to try to get the brace to fall or Sokka's like pushing up against it. And Aang's like, maybe we don't need to cut all the way through. Toph has been teaching me that you shouldn't be putting 100% of your energy into any one stance. You've got to be quick and accurate. Hit a series of points and break your opponent's stance. And when he's reeling back, you deliver the final blow. His own weight becomes his downfall, literally. Um, And yeah, like I said, we haven't seen Aang earthbend in four episodes, but this also goes to show how much he's internalizing his training and it's pretty cool because then he obviously displays a lot of uh you know earthbending awesomeness so yeah and then Katara's like so we just need a week in the braces instead of cutting all the way through and then Aang's like then I'll go to the top of this thing and deliver the final blow that's the new plan then it cuts back to Team Azula and or Minister Ching is notified that an engineer was ambushed and that his schematics were stolen and that everything was going to hell. And he says it's sabotage, sir. And Azula then orders uh, Mei and Tai Lee to go chase after all of them. And they end up fighting them. And Tai Lee says, wow, Azula, you were right. It's the Avatar and friends <laughs> and she kind of like looks at Sokka so I was thinking dang a she's a homewrecker but b Sokka just kind of like slyly looks at her so maybe he's not totally committed to Suki yet yeah he is he's just a ladies man you know <laughs> like he just loves the attention mm -hmm. important to note there is no moon in this scene <laughs> Sokka's like I'm a free man <laughs> or Princess Yui approves of this union and not the other one mm. <laughs> wow hmm interesting anyways so eventually you know this terrifying trio like they confront Team Avatar and they get into a fight and so Aang and Katara and Sokka get separated so Katara and Sokka are on their own now and they come to a dead end and Katara's like slurry pipeline what does that mean because she reads the top of this I don't know hatch I guess and apparently slurry is a real word which I don't know it sounded fake to me but I guess it's defined as a mixture. Of, I don't know. Is that just used to me? <laughs> but it means a mixture of solids denser than water, suspended in liquid, usually water. <laughs> um, anyways, it uh, the whole pipeline is just meant to move the evacuated dirt out of the drill. So the dirt and rock that is taken from the wall. And then Sokka opens the hatch and he's like, this is our way out. And Sokka and Katara go in the water and then Mei and Tai Lee come and Mei's like, I don't want to follow them. That's disgusting. And Tai Lee's like, but we were on a mission. And then Mei's like, Azula can shoot all the lightning she wants at me. I'm not going through that wall sludge juice. And I read online that is this foreshadowing mm. when Mei mm. and Tai Lee eventually betray Azula? Mm. Yeah, I mean, and May is the first one too, right? So yeah. you can clearly see that May has less of an allegiance to Azula than Tylee does. But then Katara and Sokka slide out of the hatch and Tylee is following them. But then Katara bends the water in the slurry so that it's like 
um, it's like in this ball, like it's it's just in the like opening of the drill and it's just suspended there. And Sokka's like, keep that up. The pressure will build up in the drill. And then when Aang delivers the final blow, it'll be ready to pop, which is also very smart. Um, so good job, Sokka. Good job, Aang. Good job, everyone. This is a uh, it's going to be explosive. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, then Toph actually comes to help, finally, because before she was being fairly useless, um, trying to stop the drill from the outside. And then Katara and Toph work together to keep the slurry suspended there. And Tylee is just like floating in this mud. And I was just thinking how much this must suck. First of all, <laughs> there's no way like if this was really a thing, she would survive. But because yeah. it's a cartoon, it's OK. But yeah, she would either drown or get hit by chunks of rock and like or just be like because it's kind of a cycle or circle or, you know, whirlwind of mud and water. Like she would just go back and forth and get like, I don't know, pass out. Yeah, she's 100 percent dead. Uh, <laughs> there's also another scene earlier where she does like a flying kick towards Aang and he just like air slices her into the wall which must have been like at least a couple hundred feet drop and i don't know how she got out of that yeah, one yeah i thought the same thing <laughs> <laughs> so i i think ty lee is actually the most powerful being in all that yeah <laughs> so then in the next scene it goes back to ang and he's trying to like cut through the big drill and he has like a small x mark and he's like super tired and my first thought was like Wow, this is a great time for, I don't know, the Avatar state. Uh, <laughs> hello, where's every, where are all the other Avatars? Um, it just seems a little ridiculous that there's a literal drill attacking the wall and he's not engaging it. Um, but then Azula shows up to try to confront him and they begin fighting. Yeah, and I guess, I guess like Aang is using kind of these mountains of rock to and throwing them at Azula. And at one point, Azula is like kicking away these like massive mounds <laughs> yeah. of rock just with her feet. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Anyways, that was funny. Yeah, her like shins are totally destroyed after this, but I don't know, she's fine. Um, and at some point during this fight, Azula knocks Aang out in kind of the same fashion that her dad does later in the series. She mm -hmm. like kick blasts him into a wall and Aang like his back hits the wall and he kind of like faints onto the ground. Mm -hmm. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, all right, if the Avatar state's going to kick in, it's definitely kicking in now. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the drill starts cutting through the wall and then Aang like slips under the drill in between the wall, which is kind of sus. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so the drill makes it to the other side, and I'm like, wait a second, doesn't the Fire Nation win then? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because they basically achieved their goal, but for some reason at the end of the episode, they just like go away. Um, so I thought that was kind of a plot hole. Mm -hmm. Well, the drill, I think, is there because the Earth King ends up seeing it, right? Right, but they... Like, they achieved their goal, so, like, couldn't the Fire Nation soldiers just, like, run into Ba Sing Say? But I think the drill, like, breached through, but there's no hole in the wall. Yeah, there's right? no hole like, in the wall. There's literally the drill is blocking it now. Yeah. The idea oh, is to just, oh, like, drill oh, through oh, and then, like, yeah. keep going to the inner walls, I guess. I yeah. see. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense now. 
Yeah. Also, oh my God, were they going to do like a whole like William Tecumseh Sherman, like burn everything, destroy all the slums all the way to the center of Bazingse? I don't know. That's kind of scary to think about. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But then Azula like picks up Aang and I don't know, Avatar, I feel like doesn't fall into a lot of tropes when it comes to like, you know, the super badass speech by the villain while like this hero is helpless and figures out a solution because... You know, later on in season two, we kind of see that where where Azula doesn't let Aang do the power up. But I feel like that kind of happens here because Azula clearly has a solid like five minutes to kill Aang. But she like picks him up and then has this like whole montage where she's like about to kill him. Um, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the whole drill explodes, uh, which causes a bunch of sludge to come out and they both fall down to the side. And I just have to say, so Azula's like sliding down the side of the drill and then there's a shot of her like stopping and she's just holding on to nothing. I don't know what she's holding on to. Uh, clearly something's going on. Is she Spider-Man? We don't know. Uh, she has some powers that we're not aware of yet. It's her shoes. Her shoes like call it causes a lot of friction. I, I don't know, like, it <laughs> still doesn't make any sense, but her shoes have magic powers, too. Yeah. So, um, and then Momo comes and picks up Aang, uh, which, how strong is Momo? I guess strong enough to pick up Aang, uh, but we shall see. Yeah, and I just think it's cool because everyone, even Momo, gets their time to shine in this episode. Yeah. Um, but then Aang ha- still has the problem of stopping the drill and he goes back to the little X mark the spot where that he created and there's all these rocks falling and he's like, oh, I just need a and then a rock falls in front of him. He's like, oh, for like the first time, it's actually useful, whatever. So he creates a wedge, sticks it in the X and he does this really cool montage where he like scoot air scooters up the wall backflips and then runs down the wall to like smash the wedge into the drill. Yeah. And this is just such an amazing moment. There's the Avatar theme playing, which always just slaps. Um, And it's just also very cinematic, like the angles of him going up the wall, getting his to use his iconic air scooter and then running back towards the wall. And then just like the whole sequence after that is is very cool. Mm -hmm. And then the whole drill breaks apart and then the drill like finishes (laughs) and then like explodes towards the back and i'm just so surprised tylee has not like drowned by now because she's like engulfed in this tsunami avalanche of this slurry yeah (laughs) yeah and honestly everyone in the drill and everyone else in the drill too is probably uh not doing so great at this moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Toph and Katara do nothing to save her. They just watch her drown. It's pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're being pretty uh, heartless to Tylee there <laughs> yeah. this, this whole time. Anyways, back to the terminal. Jet is continuing to be suspicious and Smeller B's like, Jet, relax. So the old guy had some hot tea. Big deal. And Jet's like, he heated it himself. Those guys are firebenders. And then Iroh and Zuko get on the monorail, as it's called, and Iroh leans over and tells a couple, which happens to be the couple that just gave birth like 24 hours ago (laughs) with their baby, um, that they have a handsome baby. So a nice little overlap there in kind of storylines. And then also, 
Yeah. And then we see the monorail kind of departing for the inner wall of Basingse. And you can see that it's powered by these two earthbenders. And a fun fact is that apparently before the monorail was built, it took many days to get from the outer to the inner wall. But now I guess it's probably like hours or something like that. So pretty cool. Earth, bendi- uh, Earth Kingdom technology is, it exists, but it's not as advanced, I guess. Yeah. And all these Earthbender people must be super ripped because the way they're pushing the monorail, I guess, is like, you know how when you're young and you're at the supermarket and your mom gives you like the cart and you kind of like scooter around on the cart? Like, mm-hmm. that's how they're pushing it. <laughs> I don't know, it seems super inefficient. <laughs> yeah. And it's only two of them for like a whole train. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, that's that's the end of the episode. So let's get on to our ratings. I'm going to give this episode a seven. I'm actually very curious to hear what you guys think, because, yeah, I don't know. You guys could give it much lower ratings, but I really like this episode. Um, I think the ending scene of Aang destroying the drill is like one of the coolest scenes in the entire show, to be honest, Um, like with the music and all the cool shots and everything. Um, I feel like. It's just pretty polished in general, I think, like every person's character kind of comes through and they're all kind of working as a team to, um, you know, destroy this like impossibly dangerous looking thing. And I also like the continuity of like this whole technology theme, like we see War Mr. Ching in the Northern Air Temple when that was a whole big deal. And again, now. Um, and so seeing all that to come together, um, I really enjoyed it. So give it a seven. Hmm. I think it's interesting because this episode's like one of the second highest or third highest rated episode amongst viewers. But then also, I think there was some trivia that in Ember Island players, when there are shots of the drill, it pans to the audience and everyone's like yawning or asleep because apparently the reception by the fan base is like kind of bad about this episode. And I don't know. I kind of agree with the fan base. I feel like I give this like a five. It's average. It's okay. The action sequences are cool, but I feel like there's way too many moments where Sokka or the team just like inexplicably comes across some idea that like magically works or there's like way too many moments where things just line up and they get some magical answer to their problems like this hole under the drill. Um So I feel like the pacing was well done, but when it came to like substantial plot points, it wasn't very big and the action's the only thing that kind of saves it. So, yeah, it's like an eh episode. Mm hmm. Yeah. Wow. I think for once I'm going to be the biggest hater and I gave this one a four. Um. Yeah, because pretty much for all the same reasons Justin mentioned, like, I think it's average, but I don't know. I feel like I've been growing to really enjoy season two. And so I don't know if I'm just like grading it more harshly compared to what we've seen recently. But I feel like it's just I feel like it's like below a five Um, just because. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the action is cool, but it's really only like the last bit of action that involves Aang like before that Tylee just like takes down this terror team like what the heck and then like Sokka and Aang are just like grinding trying to cut these like metal 
bars for a very long time. I don't know. It just feels very much like a grind. And that's kind of the fun part of like seeing the solutions they come up with. But it's not as it's actiony. But I can just think of so much better action in the series, in my opinion. Um, like the last episode was a lot more character building. And this one is more action. So it's like a good balance. But I just like heavily prefer when we see the characters, um, you know, and their and their souls. Um, like, I don't know, and Iroh's silly in this one and like Zuko and Iroh have like a not really existent plot line. And, um, I don't know, but it reinforces why I love Ember Island players because the show is so <laughs> self-aware and the episode is so hilarious. So, um, that's the moral of the story is this one's a four, but Ember Island players is a 10 <laughs> out of 10. Oh God. <laughs> Alrighty. So, that concludes this episode of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed our discussion of The Drill. As always, we release on WhatsApp on Wednesday, so we'll see you next time for our discussion of City of Walls and Secrets. We're finally getting to Bossing Say. Um, if you want to stay up to date with when we release or submit thoughts or questions, be sure to follow us on Instagram at, at what's underscore oppa, or you can email us at whatsoppapod at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this episode, be sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Flamio, Hotman. <laughs> <laughs>